that really could be the theme song of my life. Let me leave you with a word today on this first Sunday of the new year. Uh, let's go to Hebrews 3 and verses 1 to 6. Hebrews 3 verses 1 to 6. encourage you this year, and I don't know what all it holds, but I know the one who does, and I want to encourage you today and myself to hold fast the confidence. Hold fast the confidence. Get your Bibles open. Praise the Lord. Uh, hey, we got it. Oh, we got it on the screen, too. That's beautiful. All right. So, it says, therefore, therefore, holy brethren. I know who I'm speaking to today. I'm speaking to the brethren. And the Bible calls you holy. Would you look to your neighbor, your wife, or your husband and say, you're, you're a holy man, you're a holy wife. Hello, hello, holy brother. You're holy. God calls you holy. Set apart, distinguished, um, separated from the world, separated unto him. Get to speak today to the holy brethren. We're not just holy, we are partakers of the heavenly calling. Come on, shout to the Lord. What is the heavenly calling, Tim? It just simply means that He's called us to a different, to be a transformed life, to be like unto our Lord Jesus Christ. We are partakers of the heavenly calling. And the, the next two words are what? Consider Jesus. There you go. There's your word for the whole year. Consider Jesus. He is, and who is he? He is the apostle. He's the one sent from the Father. He is the apostle. And he's also the high priest. The apostle sent, the one sent from God, and then the one who is able to represent us and take us to God as our high priest. Consider Jesus the Apostle and High Priest of our confession. And uh, confessing the Lord, confessing who He is, and He is our hope. He, verse 2 says, He was faithful to Him. He, Jesus, was faithful to Him, God the Father, who appointed Him. As Moses also was in all His house, speaking of the Father's house. Now, when I say house here, I'm not talking about a building or, or something like you live in, but you depart from here and you're going to go back to your house. I'm not talking about that. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the household that he has. The house. You, you're going to leave here and go back to your home. No, he's talking about his house, whose house we are. Verse 2, he was faithful. Jesus was faithful to him. By the way, stop. Aren't you glad Jesus was faithful to the Father? He was faithful to his work, faithful to his calling, faithful as a servant, faithful to do what the, what the, the Father wanted done. And I am rejoicing today and want us to rejoice that he was faithful 
to the Father. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he, Jesus, has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. Now stop to think about that. If you're familiar with the Old Testament writings, what we call the Old Testament writings, and the covenants that God made with Israel, one of them he made with David the king, because David had the desire, did he not, to go build the Lord a house. And he wanted, he, you know, Lord, we've, we've all built our own homes, we've all added our palaces, we've all added uh, the paneling to our homes, we've all got nice places to live in, but where do you have to live? I want to build you a house. And I think it was the right desire of David. But through the prophet, he comes into David and he says, no, no you, you, you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, your, your hands are full of blood, full of war, you've been a man of war. And, uh, and on purposely, God, God led him and used him as a warrior king. He said, uh, but you have led, I, I, but I said, I will tell you this, there is one of your seed that is going to come along. He'll build me a house. And he wasn't talking about Solomon either. He was talking about the Messiah that was going to come through the line of David that would build his house, uh, whose house we are. It is so cool. And then... Verse 4, for every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. You might want to underline that. Now, Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant. For a, and and how, how many years did Moses serve the Father? Anybody know? How many, how many years did he, did he serve the Father? Yeah. How, how long someone said it? Yeah, 40 years. Uh, at the age of 80, he started. Sorry, you can't stop now. You're, you're just getting started. At the age of 80, God called him uh, to go and lead his people. And you say, why did God wait till he was 80? Because at the age of 40, he left Egypt. He fled the Pharaoh. And he went, he, he went, in a, and went to the land of Midian, which is uh, the east, the western part of Saudi Arabia today. And he was there for... Forty years serving his father-in-law Jethro, and, uh, and uh, who was the high priest of Midian, and he was watching his sheep, his flocks, and here's this man who had great wealth, great money, was going to be the next Pharaoh, had the treasures of Egypt at his disposal, studied at the universities of Egypt, he had everything available to him, and God says, I'm, here's what I'm going to do with you, and this is what God has done with me, and he may do it with you. This is what he did with me. He said, now I'm going to put you in a season, a season of stripping. And I'm going to take you out to the backside of the desert. And I'm going to take you out there and let you watch sheep, which a shepherd is the lowliest, lowliest of the social caste, basically, uh, among a lot of the Middle Eastern people, okay? At least it was definitely in Israel. And I realized I'm a shepherd. And so he took him out there, and not 20 years later, not 25 not, not when he was 60, not, not when he had a little robust life left in him. No, 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 no. God takes him out there, and he no longer, he, he no longer, he no longer is relying on his Egyptian education. He's no longer relying on Egyptian money. He's no longer relying on his health. He's no longer relying. He, he has totally been stripped. Who am I? And what does God do? 
He's walking along one day, and he sees this small tree, this bush burning, and it's not being consumed. Now, would that get your attention? That would get my attention. It got his attention. And he stopped to see, and he heard the voice of the Lord. And God spoke out of that bush, Moses, Moses, take off your shoes, and where you are standing is holy ground. Began to call him and talk to him about serving him at the age of 80 when he was <laughs> like, you see, we worry about, oh, I'm not experienced at that. Oh, I don't have the education for that. Oh, I didn't go to Bible college. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. Listening. God just wants to, he's calling and drawing you just to his service, and you don't have to have capabilities. Does that bring anybody hope? I'll speak through you. I'll give you this. I'll, I'll show you the way. I'll lead you. I'll uh, Well, thank you, God. What's God want from you in 2023? Just cast yourself on him, and he's going to use you mightily. You're going to be at the end of this year we're in now. Lord willing, you can look back on this year and watch how God used you Spoke things through you, said stuff through you, ministered through you, did, and you don't even know how it happened except there's God. Come on. I love it. Love it. Moses was faithful to him in his house. And so did he, how long did he serve him? Another 10 years, another 20 years. Moses served him 30 years. Moses served him another 30 years and was faithful to the father. And, uh, but he was, he was a servant. He was a servant. But we found someone that's even more worthy than Moses. His name is, say it again. What's his name? Oh, get excited about him. He, what's the word this year? Consider Jesus. Tonight, consider Jesus. Tomorrow, consider Jesus, who was faithful to him, to the Father. In all this house. Moses was faithful in his house as a servant for a testimony, a witness of those things which were to be spoken later. But Messiah, Christ, was faithful as a son over his house. <laughs> What's that next phrase? Whose house we are. And so who's over us? Can I tell you today, churches have forgotten who's over them. Come on. Churches have forgotten. People of God have forgotten. We have forgotten that, you know, we got saved. Anybody here saved and born again, you, and you know it? Anybody? And we have forgotten that, that we were bought with a price. Let me ask you today, does your body belong to you? Who's it belong to? you really believe that? We have been bought with a price, a serious price, a bloody price. And I, we are not our own. Praise God, I'm not my own anymore. I tried that for a while. That didn't work too well. Anybody, I have a witness here. Okay? Yeah. 
So we come in here for services. I seek the Lord this week. You, I hope you've been seeking the Lord for your family, for you, for the church, for ministry. You come, hopefully you come in and start praying for the services when you come in here and say, Lord, what do you want to do today? How do you want to use me today? Oh, God, use me! Use me today at Cornerstone! Come on. And beyond this place. Okay? Uh, he was... He was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. Here's the key. So if we hold fast, if we hold fast our confidence and the boast, y'all say the boast. Hold, hold fast our confidence. Can I tell you today? My confidence ain't me. I can tell you that right now. Okay? And uh, I thank God for my mom and my dad and their training in my life on all of this, and they're helping me. But I take my confidence even in my dad. I have confidence in him, but I'm saying not for me. You follow me what I'm saying? I have confidence in my confidence is him. Oh, my soul. My hope, my strength, my joy, my all, my instructor, my guide, my... And it goes on from there. It, here it is. If we hold fast our Jesus, that's what it is. If we hold fast our Jesus and the boast Jesus <laughs> of our hope firm until the end. Who is our confidence? Anybody say it? Who's the boast? Jesus. There you go. If we hold fast our confidence in him and the boast of our hope is Jesus Christ, how long? Hold it how long? Firm till when? Till the end. <laughs> Till the end. Now, stop. Okay. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Because without reading the rest of this, even though I'd love to take another hour and teach from here to the end of almost chapter 4, but we're not going to do that. So how do we do that? Can I tell you that it's a heart matter? Look at your neighbor. Look at someone over here. Tell her it's a heart matter. Will you tell her it's a heart matter? It's a heart matter. Okay. It's a heart matter. Well, how do you know that? Because you haven't read it yet, but I've read it many times, and, and okay, and hopefully you'll recall that the rest of the chapter talks about, so what does he say? He says today, if you hear his voice, has anybody ever heard the voice of the Lord? And I have. Today! Today meaning what? Today, this present moment, and what else? It, today in this day of grace in which we live. Today, if you hear his voice, what's the next phrase? Do not harden your hearts. Is that possible? Oh, my soul. Well, yeah, it's possible. I'm going, okay. And this is David, the king, writing to the people in his day out of Psalm 95. And here Paul is writing. I think Paul wrote Hebrews at least at this point. And so he's using this phrase for us in our day, in, in his day. And then it applies for our day. So today, y'all say today. Lord, let me hear your voice. Don't harden your heart. Okay. Now I found out a lot. There's a lot of things about the heart, you know, that, that that's actually possible. Um, do you know that your that most people's hearts are darkened. Their mind. And when I say heart, I'm talking about the inner man. I'm talking about your mind, your heart, your spirit, man. You're talking about the inner man. Is, is words are being used interchangeable here. Okay. Don't let your inner man. Don't let it become darkened. 
Well, the only way that can happen for us as believers is if you don't spend any time in the Word. Uh, the entrance of your Word, of His Word, brings light. Your heart can be darkened. Matter of fact, He brought us out of darkness into light. Isn't that shouting ground? Yay! The heart can be darkened. Did you know that the heart can become calloused? Can become calloused? Hardened? And if I went on down and I began to read, uh, how many of you know that the heart can be bent on having its own way? Yeah, talk to me. Yeah. The heart can be bent on having its own way. And you get in a struggle with the Holy Spirit. Is this you, Holy Spirit? I got these other things I need to do. Do you really want me to go to buy the jail and pull? Yes! <laughs> we want to stay pliable in the hands of the Lord. Not just on Sunday, every day of the week. Because the heart of man can become darkened, calloused, hardened. And that's what we find out there. Matter of fact, some people who sit in churches today, their hearts are hardened, <laughs> insensitive. They've been, here it is, they've been desensitized. They have become insensitive to the work and leading of, uh, of the voice of the Holy Spirit. That, would you say that's sad? I'll tell you, that's sad. I've also read, I won't go on down, you can have an unbelieving heart, you can have an evil heart, you can have a foolish heart, you can have a wicked heart. I'm not interested in any of those. Hello. Matter of fact, matter of fact, and here's the deal. Here's, here's why this is, matters even so much. You're waiting for something to hit you. And, and I, I realize, I've reading, just finished reading the book of Exodus, and I realize that, that um, God gave Moses all these instructions, and it was about the tabernacle and how its furnishings and how they were to be built and set up and constructed and everything else. And the people were to bring an offering. And the Bible says, but every heart... Uh, they were to bring a free will offering, so it wasn't forced. Hello? We don't force you to give around here. Okay? Hopefully you'll give out of your heart because you want to. And the Bible says they needed, they needed material, they needed linen, they needed things dyed, they needed gold, silver, they needed precious stones, they needed, you know, all kinds of things. He, he asked them that if you would contribute giving your earrings, okay, some of you like jewelry, some of you don't care about it, but anyway, they would give their earrings and whatever, and they would melt them all down. And then, and the Bible says, here's what it says, that whose ever heart moved him, or another word was, whose ever heart stirred him up. Let me ask you, when's the last time your heart stirred you up to do something for the Lord? We have a testimony right here. Sensitive, sensitive to the Spirit of God. Burden, caring, you know. Oh, I'm waiting for some inspiration. Well, I thank God for inspiration, and he brings it to us along the way. Shout amen. He does that. But I'm just telling you, does your heart move you? Does your heart stir you up? Or have you become cold? Be sensitized. See, we can't let that happen in 2023. Look to your neighbor. Look to someone around you. You can't let that happen. Talk, talk to them. I want you to help me preach today. Talk to him. Can't let it happen. Okay. We want hearts that are willing, and thank God that He has given us as His children new hearts. Come on, praise the Lord. That is just 
So here's what you got to do. Uh, if it's a heart matter, and we want to be able to hold fast Jesus, our, the confidence and the boast of our hope firm till the end, if we want to do that, then, if, and if it's a heart issue, then what do you got to do? One great verse, most of you know it, it's from the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, and verse 23. Actually, 21 and 23 are all real nice, but we'll just skip this one, okay, for the sake of time. Verse 23. So here's what it. What's it say? Watch over your heart. King James Version says, guard. Guard your heart. Closely observe heart your inner man. Protect it. Preserve it. Now, this is where you get to help me preach. Get to help me teach. So how can you guard it, protect it, observe it? Help me. Get get specific now. So you, okay, be sensitive to prayer. So be careful what's coming in the eye gate, your gate, your mind, your spirit, your soul. Therefore, what you say, sir, how can you, let me ask you today, does this, does this matter? Does this, does this issue matter at all? Does it matter? Don't take up an offense. Guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. Anybody else jump in there? It's good. Oh, I love that. What sort of things are true? What sort of things are honorable? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are lovely or loving, gracious? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are... Well, if there be any, if there be anything worthy of praise, if there's anything worthy of excellence, what what should you do? Dwell on these things. I heard listening to Paul, John Paul Jackson the other day, and someone sent me a video, and of course he's on to be with the Lord. But what a man of God he was! And he said, "You know, I actually did get to the place where I had to cut out most of the TV, not all of it, but most of it, because." It was stealing my joy, stealing my peace, stealing my, you know. But I could also spend more time focused on him, paying attention to him. <laughs> Is, do you think there are believers today that have just kind of grown cold? I was talking to a man. I was talking to a man. Uh, I was out to lunch with Bo Walker, Bo's on the board. Talking with a, we were, we were talking to each other about what victorious Christian living was. And um, and then this man that we never met, he was, man, he was 
script, this guy. And then he stopped and found out his name and found out he was a pastor. <laughs> and then he, he really got serious. And we decided to ask him, what, what, what is victorious Christian living? Chris, and I can tell you where he pastors in the area. He said this. He said, this is victorious Christian living. Time in his presence, hearing his voice, then having the courage to do what he asked of us. <laughs> he said, that's victorious Christian living. And he said, then I had, then I had a man come to me. He's in my church. And he said, um, he said uh, did you know that being burnt out is a sin? And Chris went, been burnt out before. Talk to me, come on. Chris was looking at me and Bo, just as dead serious as I'm looking at y'all, whatever he said. Being burnt out is a sin. Because how can you how can you lose heart if you're spending time in his presence and getting instruction from him? And let me tell you, it was one of those things, you know, you had those divine appointments where the God speaks to you and he shows you something and it refreshes you about something. And it was like, bam, to me. Hello. And I thought to myself, I think this guy's really right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I don't say you can't grow, can't grow tired or weary and well-doing. You can, but the Lord challenges us not to grow weary and well-doing. Hello. Does he not? And... Uh, so, matter of fact, so let me ask you, is it possible to lose heart? Come on. Well, yeah. But 2023, God doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> and because we have the ministry of the Spirit, because we can be in His presence, because we can get direction and instruction from Him, because He walks with us, because He never leaves us nor forsakes us, guess what? And by the way, we can be as victorious this year as we've ever been, serving the Lord faithfully. And you know what? Now, he's been preaching 55 years. Next year, I'll be preaching 50 years. And uh, but I haven't pastored 40. Well, I'm close. <laughs> but when I get his age, if the Lord tarries, I want to be, able, I want to be found faithful. Hello? Hello, hello, hello. And the issue is not... The issue... The issue is about holding fast the confidence and the boast of our hope, who is Jesus Christ. Firm unto the end. Uh, but what you got to do, you got to watch over your heart. You got to watch over your heart. Um, man, there's so many different angles out there today at work or, or in the military or at school, at college, or in, uh, you know, wherever you are. In your business, it doesn't matter. Uh, man, Lord, keep us sensitive to you uh, each and every day. Watch over your heart and do it how? With all. Would you say to your neighbor or somebody behind you, I I'll not, will, will you tell them to take it seriously? 
Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Someone said that really means that phrase, with all diligence, actually means just above everything else, make sure you you are guarding your heart, protecting it, preserving it, being in tune about it. Watch over your heart. Now, why? Here's the close. Why? On this verse right here. What? For? <laughs> oh, I, I enjoy living. I like life. You know what? I, I the Lord's been reminding me of today, Tim. Those who those who try to save their life are going to lose it. But those who will lose their life for my sake and the gospel's the same shall find it. And I kept thinking, you know, yeah, we'll find it. And that, that means you're going to give me eternal life and I'll get to have it when I leave here. And the Lord spoke to me, reminded me, Tim, you'll get to find life now in this life. You'll get to have life, find life, and enjoy life if you'll just lose your life for my sake in the gospel. Man. Thank you, Lord. I feel sorry today for all those drunk people that are waking up this morning, that plastered themselves. And I'm not, I'm not condemning them. Lord, save them. Lord, call them. Lord, show them life. Because everything out there, there's so many false things out there, and that's false as well. Because the way to get your heart heard is to be deceived by sin. I read the story of um, it was Revive Revive Your Hearts magazine put out by Life Action. I read this story. And here's an example of people in church, a guy in church, loved the Lord, married several years, had uh, three or four children. They were teenagers, whatever. And the guy, um, there's this woman at work, and, um, and I don't know if she was a believer or not. Hopefully, I'm recalling the story correctly. But, uh, you know, because of their work and close connection, they got they began to get emotionally involved, and then one thing led to another, and, of course, it led to uh, their rendezvous somewhere one night, whatever. So he's... He's, led, he's being led away of his own lust. Okay. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Okay. And then sin, when it's conceived, well, oh my sin. Well, lust, when it's conceived, brings forth sin. And sin, when it's done with you, brings forth death. So guess what happened? This man and this woman fell madly in love. They began to have more rendezvous. Their sexual escapades were wonderful. Their relationships and their camaraderie, their, their, their chemistry was just thrilling. And he left his wife and divorced her and, the, and those teenagers and his children he'd been raising in the church with God. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, you know the story. So this rolls on a little while longer. And um, oh, about 12 months into the new marriage, things, or the new relationship, things began to chill a little bit. 
by the time 18 months rolls by, he's looking at her laying in the bed with him, and they have absolute contempt for each other. To the point of hate. Almost hate. And his own lust and the enemy sin deceived him. And you know what? The woman he had was the woman. His precious children. Everything. And guess what happened to the new couple? And Satan steps back and... <laughs> Got another one. Destroyed another marriage. Destroyed another home. Tore up kids' lives. Ruined your reputation. Made your heart hard toward God. I want again. My soul. Um. Guard your heart above everything else. For out of it, the heart, inner man, springs, flow what? Springs of life. Springs of life. Springs of life. Springs of life. That's it. Wow. Because God's word is true. God has said that his son has, was faithful to him. He's greater than Moses. He's the Apostle and the high priest of our confession. He is our way to the Father. And God says this. Y'all know this verse? We'll close. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews uh, 4 and 12, which says, you know, that the Word of God, the Word of God. By the way, is this possible for the Word of God that you hear the Word of God? Let me ask you, Evelyn, look. Is it possible for you to hear the Word of God and it not be united with your heart? Is that possible? God looked at the children of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt, and he, you know what? He said, they heard the word. They heard, I'm bringing them into the promised land. I'm bringing you into a, to a wonderful place. Canaan, Canaan land, the land of promise and blessing. I'm bringing you in. But the word they heard was not united in their heart. Think about this. Because it was not united in them by faith. Oh my soul. Let me ask you today. Can grace can grace be resisted? Can faith be rejected? Oh my soul. And God, so what does God say? So God says that the word, the word of God is what? Is living and it's what? It's active, it's effective. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll pierce, it'll do its work, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit. And a lot of people teach that, but we don't have time. Um, and it will divide as far as both the joints, like joints of your body that come together, and the marrow down to the very bones. All he's trying to say is the Word of God will penetrate our lives way down deep. The Word of God is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Next, and it says what? 
Think about that. Verse, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are open, and they're laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And I'd love to explain that verse, but we don't have time for that either. But, <clears throat> so here's the challenge. Can I leave you with this word? Consider Jesus. Like when? Like this evening. Consider Jesus. Like when? Tomorrow. Like when? Like at work. Like when? At home. Consider Jesus, consider who was faithful to him. And let us hold fast the confession of our faith in 2023. Let us hold fast the confession of our confidence and the boast that we have of our hope. How long? Firm till the end. But in order to do that, what do you have to do? Y'all talk to me. What do you have to do? Say it again. Guard your heart above everything else. Because out of it, what happens? Life springs forth. Can I tell you, there's going to be rivers of life greater than you've ever known in this house, among us, and in this place in 2023. I'm declaring that right now. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now. As a life, as you continue to protect and guard your heart, life is going to keep flowing, and people are going to come in here, and they're going to want, man, I want this life. Come on, I want to get in this flow. I want to get in this. This doesn't excite anybody. It does me. Glory to God. Wow, praise the Lord. we got 12 minutes left. I'm even going to let you go 12 minutes early. What am I doing? I'm slipping. <laughs> we love you. Be encouraged. Receive this. Let it find its way down into your heart. And go home and practice it now. Throughout this entire year. Uh, and if you didn't need this, I did. Amen. Let's stand together. <clears throat> uh, Dorothy, Deb, you help Dorothy back to the piano. I, just to, you're just going to play softly, uh, just some hymn, some hymn of invitation, just a soft one. For this year, 2023, I want, I want to ask you now to bow your heads and close your eyes. Right right now, you'd say, Tim, I'm uplifting my hand because there's some things facing me this year. I really need the help of God. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I, I see that hand. I really need the help of God. I need supernatural things to happen in my family, my life, my whatever. I see it. God bless you. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. In the back, I see it. God, in this closing moments of our worship to you, our service to you, the head, and to the body, the members. We thank you for every word of encouragement today. We thank you for every testimony, every vision that was cast. Father, we thank you for the message you brought to us to guard our hearts, to keep our hearts sensitive toward you, my prayer is that not one of us will burn out this year. 
but we'll burn on for Jesus Christ, of Jesus. Accomplishing your work, doing your will, even as the world perishes and crumbles all around us. And Father in heaven, for all of these who lifted their hands, my precious brothers and sisters, I thank you for them. And they said, I've got to have the help of God this year. I've got to have a breakthrough. I've got to have instruction. I've got to have a word from the Lord. Lord, would you right now just whisper in their ear, would you let them know, would you give them some sensation, let them feel, let them just know that not only that you're with them, but you're going to be their help. Let them have that walk out of here with that assurance today that you are the answer to their situation. You are the confidence. Oh God, breakthroughs in our church. Heal our church. Heal people emotionally as well, mentally, inwardly, not just physically. God, may loved ones of these who are standing here, some who lifted their hand, who are lost and dying and going to hell, Lord God, call them, draw them, save them. And bless the fellowship and the work and the ministry of this church and its subsidiary ministries. Blessed be your name, Father. Lord, I don't know why Miss Bobby's not here today. Lord, minister to her whatever is going on and others that are not able to be here today. God, strengthen, encourage, help, we pray. And would you lift up your voice for about 30 seconds? Dad and Dorothy are going to be getting on the road immediately following service. They're heading back to Michigan. Uh, would you pray for them right now? Would you pray for them? Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus.